Welcome back to They Reminisce Over You. I'm Christina. And I'm Miguel. A couple months ago, we did an episode where we discussed our favorite covers. The ones we liked, the ones we didn't like, the ones we thought were hilarious. If you think you're lonely now. (laughs) Wait until tonight. (laughs) Sounds like a threat. Yeah, it is. So we're going to do that again. So this is part two of episode 23 called you can get with this or you can get with that don't know what this title is going to be just yet but you know here we are we're going to do it again you can follow along with us in two different ways you can pull up the playlist from our website troypodcast.com for this episode and listen along we'll have a link to this in the show notes so you can just click through from there or if you have a premium spotify account you can listen to it on the spotify mobile app at the music and talk edition of they reminisce over you that one has an integrated playlist right in the episode if you don't have a premium account you can still listen to it you'll just get a random 30 seconds of each song rather than the full version otherwise just carry on listening here ready to get started let's do it okay so the first one i'm gonna pull up for you mm-hmm. is one that i assume you like because this is one of your favorite singers it's case missing you yes which is a cover of joe's missing you that had come out a year before. See, this one's a little bit, it's not like your typical, quote, cover. Is right. it a cover if Joe wrote it for himself and then they kind of just gave the song to Case? But <laughs> it was released on Joe's album mm-hmm. in 2000, mm-hmm. but only on the European version. And then it was on the Nutty Professor 2 soundtrack with Case doing it. And then it came out on Case's album the year after. Mm-hmm. So it is a cover because it was released. True. Just not your typical cover. Yeah. It had a a long and winding road to get to Case. Yes. So what we're going to do is start playing the song and we're going to listen to it while you hear some random music that I'm going to put in later. (laughs) And then we'll be back after that. And this is Joe's version of Missing You. Okay, already the beat feels a little bit lighter, a little more dreamy. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) this is a it is (laughs) outstretched arms song (laughs) pounding your chest (laughs) okay so that was Joe's version of missing you do you have any thoughts well I didn't even know about the Joe version until pretty recently maybe a couple years ago I think I may have just stumbled upon an article or a YouTube comment or something. So I was so used to hearing the case version already that hearing the Joe version, you can't help but automatically compare it. Of course. (laughs) So I think if I had heard the Joe version first, I would have enjoyed it. But just comparing it to the case version, it doesn't sound as strong. Right. Because he sings it a lot more delicately. <laughs> it's a little softer. <laughs> yeah, he enunciates a little bit better. He sings it a little more softly and delicately, but it still sounds good. Right. But just knowing what the case version sounds like, I was like, eh, it's a good thing they gave it to me. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. Yeah. I didn't know that it existed either till a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And same thing. I don't remember how I found out, but mm-hmm. I instantly made the connection when I thought about it because I didn't know that Joe wrote the song for Case anyway. Right. But as soon as I found that out, it was like, oh, this makes sense mm-hmm. because I can hear Joe in the song, even though it's Case. So with that said, mm-hmm. let's listen to Case's version. Okay. The production sounds better. 
well, I was trying to see if it was the same producers. Yeah. Because it said this one is produced by Tim and Bob. And on Joe's album, they did like three or four songs. Mm -hmm. But for this song, there's no credits. So I don't know if they did it or somebody else did it. I don't know. So there was something I wanted to say when you mentioned that you instantly made the connection because you can hear Joe in the song. Yes. I believe his background vocals are still on Case's version. It sounds like it, but also I'm pretty sure I read that. Maybe I should have told you this before we listened to it, okay. but I was specifically trying to hear the background vocals. Right. Because you know how Case's voice is a little raspier. Right. So if you listen to the background vocals, well, we can run it back if you we want. Can. But you can kind of hear Joe's more delicate sounding okay. voice. Well, I noticed his mm-hmm. in the lead, but mm-hmm. I wasn't listening to his background vocals. Yeah. If if it isn't Joe, then somebody else other than Case must be doing the background because it's not as raspy as okay. Case usually sounds. Do you want to run it back? Let's okay. do it. I'm going to look it up. Okay. Yeah, those right? sound like the same vocals. Or at least not Case. Yeah. It's definitely not Case. Mm-hmm. And it sounds a lot like Joe's vocals. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say that it is him. I can't seem to find the article that I was reading, but I don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure they left his background vocals. On. Yeah, it sounds like it and mm-hmm. just been enhanced a little bit right. more than his version, but I'll go with it. Yeah. So Case's version, the production just sounds a bit richer in general. Yeah. And I prefer the case version because I like his voice is just more raspy and it's more like the, you know, the male R&B voice that I like. What did you say? The last episode, problematic. Yep. Babies all over town, but <laughs> raised yes. in the church. Yep. Well, I did tell you, I watched this interview with Case when he was talking about when him and Mary were dating and he was cheating on her on the road. Even though his like bodyguard was her cousin or something. <laughs> like, come on, man. He's like, yeah, I know. It was stupid. Uh, that's pretty bold. <laughs> it is pretty bold. So we know he was at least problematic at one point in his life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So we've listened to them both. Mm-hmm. And I think I know what your answer is. Yeah. But which one is your favorite of the two? Case. Same here. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Case as well. Yeah, I generally just prefer Case over Joe anyways. But they do have faded pictures together, which they I do. really love. So. It's not like I hate Joe, but it's just <laughs> Case is a little bit better. Well, when I was listening to the Joe version, it sounds very whispery bitch to me. <laughs> a male whispery <laughs> <Yeah>. bitch. <laughs> Whereas the Case version, it's not loud and aggressive, but mm-hmm. it's not whispery either. Right. So it has a little more girth to it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm Do, going with Case. Have we explained this whispering bitch? Yes. Other than in the, in the uh, transcript notes? <laughs> No, we we mentioned it okay. once before I feel because like... we gave Fonte his credit for okay. bringing it to us. So we've done an explanatory comment. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and I assume people can figure it out, too. I hope so, because it sounds <laughs> much more aggressive than it is if you don't know the context. Right. <laughs> All right. So the next song that we're going to listen to is Killing Me Softly. There are many versions of this. What are you going to play for me? When I was looking for some notes for this song, they have a list of a lot of people that have covered it, not including the ones we're going to talk about. So Johnny Mathis, Perry Como, Precious Wilson and Skytrain, whoever the hell that is. I don't know who any of these people are. Luther Vandross, okay. Amy Stewart, but no mention of Albie Shore. So what I'm going to do hmm. is go update that Wikipedia page <laughs> and put Albie Shore on it. It is crowdsourced. It is. <laughs> so I'm putting Albie Shore on it. So by the time you guys hear this episode, it will be updated with Al's information. (laughs) 
Also, I found out that the Roberta Flack version mm-hmm. is also a cover. Hmm. I did not know that. Me either. It was originally done by Lori Lieberman. She's 19 years old in 1971. She was part of this songwriting slash production team with two older guys who went on to become rich and famous. And all right, here's some story time for you. (laughs) (laughs) So she's 19. One of the guys is 44 years old. She ends up in a relationship with him. He's married with children. And they had another partner who was also with them. She went to a concert, a Don McLean concert, the guy who did American Pie, bye, bye, Miss American Pie. Mm -hmm. He was performing a song called Empty Chairs. So the Killing Me Softly with his song, the song is Empty Chairs by Don McLean. She started taking notes on a napkin after the concert, go cause her lover. It was like, I have this great idea. Let's do this. And he's listening to her and he's like, well, we started a song called Killing us softly with the blues. They go on to write the song together. He calls up the other dude. Was like, hey, put some music to this shit. We got something good going here. It's going to be a jam. Years pass by. They break up. He doesn't want to give her any credit for writing the song. Hmm. 20 years go by. 20 years? 20 years go by. And they're basically saying she had nothing to do with it. Even though there are magazine articles. Uh-huh. TV shows they were on together where they're talking about how the three of them wrote the song and it was inspired by this Don McLean song. Uh They're like, nah, she had nothing to do with it. Even tried to sue Don McLean because he had on his website. Y'all know that song is about me, right? (laughs) So they tried to sue him. What is the point of all this? And have them take it (laughs) off of his website. Wow. And then he replied with a screenshot (laughs) that he took of a uh, newspaper from 1973 where they're talking about him being the inspiration of the song. He got the receipts. He did. (laughs) So with that said, we're going to listen to Killing Me Softly by Roberta Flack. Wait, so they never recorded it? Oh, no, they recorded it. Oh, okay. I guess I should finish the story with (laughs) what happened. Because I was going to say, I want to hear that version now. We are going to listen to it. Okay. She recorded it. It did nothing. Roberta's on a flight, listening to the in-flight music system and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Here's the song. It was like, I want to do this song. Okay. As soon as the flight lands, she gets in touch with Quincy Jones, who gets Mm -hmm. in touch with these guys. She records it, wins a Grammy. It's on Rolling Stone's top 500 songs of all time list. It's in the Grammy Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. And this other woman's being pushed to the side. Womp womp. (laughs) Yes. Happy International Women's Day. (laughs) Exactly. As we're recording this. (laughs) So we're going to listen to her version, Roberta Flack, the Fugees, and Albie Shore. Okay, that's a lot of versions. It is. All right. So that was Lori Lieberman's version of Killing Me Softly that I never heard until today. The original version. The original version. But you can see how Roberta Flack is going to build on her version and kind of make it her own. Can you imagine releasing that song and then a year later this shit comes out and wins all the awards? Yes. And you're sitting at home like, what the fuck? I would be so mad. It's in the Grammy Hall of Fame, and she can't even get these two dudes to admit that she helped write it. Those two guys got all the songwriting credit then, Yes. Okay. But every article you see about it says she ain't in the credits, but we know she did. Right. All right, so that was Roberta Flack's version of Killing Me Softly. Any thoughts Um, between the two so far? I think I actually like the original version better. Okay. I like the different inflections in her voice. Right. Um... Yeah, that's really all I have to say. I just like the way she, I don't know music words, but I just like the different tones in her voice that she did a little bit more than Roberta Fleck did. Okay. And now we're going to listen to Albie Shore's version. 
I think I've looked this up before, but I don't know this version very well. Yeah, I'm not feeling this. <laughs> I'll stick with night and day. This version sounds very dated, even more so than the ones that are actually older than this. Yeah. So, yeah. thoughts? I don't need to hear that again. <laughs> oh, come on. There's a couple I'll be sure songs I like, but that one can... When did it come out? 86, 87, somewhere in there. Yeah, that can stay in 86. <laughs> That's harsh. I'm not going to say I like it because it's a good song. I like it for comedy because <laughs> it's so bad that it's good, if that makes sense. Well, now that we're talking about I'll Be Sure, I have to mention the time I was at a Starbucks in our old neighborhood and I saw this middle-aged white man walk by with a custom-made Toronto Blue Jays jersey, but it said I'll Be Sure in the back. It sure did. And we have the photos to yes, prove it. Just out walking with his two little girls. And I don't usually like to plaster strangers on social media, but I just got the back of him. <laughs> yes. But I did we don't have the kids' patience. <laughs> nope. I did have to post that on my Instagram because I'm like, this man has a custom <laughs> Blue Jays jersey with I'll Be Sure written in the back. Just picture it. You don't have to picture it because we can post it. That's true. We will let you see it. All right. So the last one, obviously, is Fuji's version of Killing Me Softly. Okay. So, thoughts? Well, this is my favorite version. Me too. I knew it was a cover, but... I thought Robert Flack was the original one. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> and probably most people. So I knew it was a cover, but this was the first one version I heard. I have a complicated relationship with Lauren Hill. So I actually most people do. <laughs> I haven't heard this in a really long time, but I've always liked how her singing voice sounds and her rapping voice, actually. But I think I just haven't listened to it in such a long time because of Lauren's erratic behavior, shall we say, over the past decade or so. <laughs> I'll allow it. I, unfortunately, that included Fuji's, but hearing it again, it's like, oh yeah, I really liked the song, but I probably still won't be listening to it again anytime soon. I will, because I like this album. It's one of my favorite albums of all time, and I still want to do an episode about this album, <laughs> but can. I just need to convince you to come to this side, but... No, I agree with you about this album. It's just one of those things that I just don't really listen to anymore, but I don't not like it. The thing I do like about it is it really captured kind of a moment in time. Right. Like there's definitely nostalgia attached to this song and it doesn't sound too dated. Like it sounds like that time, but you can still listen to it. Unlike the I'll Be Sure version. Come on, man. Give it some love. <laughs> He was trying him, really I'll hard. give him some love on other songs, just not that one. He was singing his heart out on this <laughs> record. He was trying to give us everything he had. That was his magnum opus. Was it? Probably not. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is also my favorite version mm -hmm. as well. And like you were saying, I didn't know that the Roberta Flack version was a cover until today. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have to go back and listen to Lori Lieberman's mm -hmm. version again to see if I actually like it. I can't say just yet. Her version is not my style, yeah. but I can appreciate how it sounds. Whereas this version is my Yeah, this style. is right up yeah. my alley. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. So the next song we are going to do is Lately by Stevie Wonder okay. and Jodeci. All right. So let's listen to the Jodeci version. Okay. And we're going to listen to the one from MTV Unplugged, not the one that they 
did in the studio. Which is the better version. It is. All right, that was Lately by Jodeci and Stevie Wonder. Not together. (laughs) (laughs) Although somebody's probably done a mashup. Uh, They actually performed it with him once. I forgot to watch the video, but I remember seeing it on the Arsenio Hall show. I feel like I've seen that. So what are your thoughts? Well, you obviously know who I'm going to pick. I do. I know who you're going to pick, but. Yeah, it's not like, I mean, Stevie's version is Stevie's version. Yeah. You can't really have anything bad to say about that. But I grew up listening to Jodeci, not Stevie Wonder. (laughs) So, and I think also the thing with Jodeci's version is you have the contrast between Casey and Jojo's voice. Right. That's one of the main things that I love about Jodeci is that their voices are so different, but they work so well together. And Stevie being one person, despite doing background (laughs) vocals, he can't do that. (laughs) So obviously Jodeci, but that's more of a generational (laughs) opinion. I don't know. (laughs) I think so. I like the Jodeci version better, which is surprising because I typically don't like covers. You don't. But the reason I choose this one is they're just singing, whereas Stevie is just sad. Like, you feel bad for him as he's singing this <laughs> shit. Like, come on, man, it's going to be all right. <laughs> whereas with them, they're just out there singing. You don't get that same attachment. Like, damn, Stevie, he going through it. I can see that, especially because this song is not the kind of song Jodeci usually sings. Right. Like and they, I was surprised that they did it. I think it's more of one of those things because it was the unplugged performance that I think a lot of artists tend to pull out, you know, something old, something that they're yeah. inspired by. Yeah. I remember watching it and it was like, oh, they're, they're doing this. Mm-hmm. I did not see that coming yeah. because up to this point, they had given us nothing like that. And ironically, after Jodeci breaks up, this is all Casey and Jojo did was this kind of stuff. True. So are you saying Devontae and Dalvin were the the problematic ones? I'm not going to say that, (laughs) but I think that once this hit, Mm -hmm. it gave them another lane to go into because this is their biggest hit on the Billboard charts. Was Lately? Yep. You know what? I'm not surprised, actually, because, I mean, first of all, it's a Stevie Wonder song who's also a huge artist. But I can see how this song and Casey and JoJo's duo career has more crossover appeal. Yeah. So this one made it to number four on the Billboard 200. Yeah, I think lately we'll have more crossover appeal than every freaking night, every freaking day. (laughs) Yeah, freaking you has a a narrow audience. Although. It's not going to hit as wide as something like this. I was going to save this for eventually when we do a Jodeci episode. I don't know when that'll be, but. I was telling you how I stumbled upon a bunch of comments when I was just looking at that video on YouTube that this Japanese anime had used Freaking You as just their end of show credits, just completely out of context. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny. Yeah. So there's a new audience for at least that song now. Yeah. All right. So the next one we're going to do is another heavy hitter. Well, actually two heavy hitters. Okay. The Beautiful Ones by Mm -hmm. Prince and Mariah Carey featuring Drew Hill. And we're going to listen to Prince first. All right. That was some real aggression by Prince Rogers Nelson. He started off slow and steady, but I think around the time where he's like, do you want him or do you want me is when he dialed it all the way up. (laughs) You had to. (laughs) He's sitting there looking at his woman sitting with Morris Day. (laughs) Like, no, I need to let you know that you're fucking up. Even though he was the one that was fucking up. Details. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to listen to Mariah and Drew Hill now. 
I saw something on like a fan site where Mariah did an interview about this song and she was just talking about how this was from her childhood and she had a crush on some kid and he mm-hmm. didn't like her back or something. So <laughs> this really means something to her. Mm-hmm. And she mentioned something about Devante producing the track. And then it was like editor's note. Corey Rooney says Devante programmed the drums, but I produced it. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, don't don't be giving my credit away. <laughs> All right. Oh, you don't want to hear Cisco? Do you want him? <laughs> Do you want me? You well, I can fast forward to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know they're serious when they start doing <laughs> <laughs> like a Baptist preacher. Yep. <laughs> All right. So we listened to both Prince and Mariah Carey's versions. Mm-hmm. Any comments? Any thoughts? I think this will be just like lately, where it's a generational choice okay so i picked mariah carey and drew hill's version because that's the version i know best and i like prince's because he is so theatrical <laughs> that's true but to me his version sounds more dated i can see that and in the last or one of our previous episodes i was saying how i don't like drew hill even though in theory i should but i just don't like their music but this song is where i can appreciate drew hill well, mostly Cisco, <laughs> Cisco's voice in a song that I like. Right. And Mariah Carey is Mariah Carey. So I'm going with the Prince version because I don't like the fact that there are background vocals mm-hmm. on Mariah's version. Mm, I like that, though. Like adding that mm-hmm. kind of takes away from it for me. Well, it's not necessarily that I like the background vocals. I do like that they turned it into a duet, though. That I'm okay with. Because at that part where he's like, do you want him or do you want me? And then she says, I want you. Yeah. And so having that as a duet, the other person can respond. Right. But just adding the beautiful ones. The yeah. Beautiful, that, uh, it just doesn't work for me. Didn't bother me. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like that shit. Well, I like Mariah. I know. I'm aware. You are <laughs> part of the lamely. Am I? Yeah. I'm you one are. of the lambs. <laughs> you are. I was fluttering my fingers. <laughs> you certainly were. <laughs> I should have been recording you. <laughs> okay. So the next one that we are going to talk about is, where is it? Vapors by Biz Markey and covered by Snoop Doggy Dog. We're going to listen to Biz first. All right, that was Big Daddy Kane, I mean, Bismarcky <laughs> with Vapors. I think this was the first song I can recall that was dedicated to the haters. <laughs> <laughs> you caught the Vapors. <laughs> I have never heard the song. Really? Or at least not in full, I don't think. I can't confirm. <laughs> I mean, it sounds familiar. Well, and that's I know because who of the sample. Bismarcky is. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just know that you caught the Vapors. <laughs> But I can't say I ever really listened to the song. All right. Well, let's see if you know Snoop's version then. Okay. What album was this on? The Dog Father. Yeah. I didn't really listen to that album. All right. That was Snoop Doggy Dog. Vapors. (laughs) I don't. I'm pretty sure I've never heard this song. Sometimes songs just sound similar because maybe I recognize a sample or it just sounds similar to other songs that I know. So it doesn't sound like, what? I've never heard this before. But I'm pretty sure I haven't. 
So I'm not familiar with either song, but if I got to pick one, I'm going to go with Snoop. I'm going with Biz, even though I appreciate Snoop doing stuff like this because mm-hmm. he's one of like the earlier people to like pay homage to those who came before him. And he's always putting older singers on his records, like, even back then when he did this album, because mm-hmm. it was the second one. Mm-hmm. He's always showing love to other people and people just weren't doing hip hop covers at that time and right. still really don't. Mm-hmm. He was like the first to start that. So I like that portion of it, mm-hmm. but I'm still going with Biz just because I like it. Okay. All right. So this one is going to be random as shit. Okay. And when I heard the cover for the first time, I wasn't really paying attention. I think you might have been playing it. Mm-hmm. And then I could hear what he was singing. I was like, wait a minute. Is that Nine Inch Nails oh, yeah. that he's singing? <laughs> so we're going to listen to Closer by Nine Inch Nails, and then the cover by Maxwell, of all people. Also on the Unplugged album. Yes. So maybe there's a a pattern here. Hey, I don't know why he decided to do it, but I'm glad he did. All right, that was Nine Inch Nails and Closer. Mm Mm-hmm. So imagine my surprise when I (laughs) hear you listening to Maxwell. (laughs) And hearing some of the words. Quote, unquote, Neil Soul Maxwell. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. what we're doing. So we're going to get into that right now. Got to get closer. Off of the MTV Unplugged Unplugged by Maxwell. I wonder how many people in the audience made the connection. I'm sure at the beginning they didn't. (laughs) And then kind of like me, like. I think I know this song. (laughs) I've heard this somewhere. Got to get closer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I was not expecting that. Yeah, usually when they do an unplugged album, they'll just do live versions of their songs. Right. And I was like, this song is not on any of his albums. So I'm not surprised it was a cover, but I just never thought to look it up. Yeah. And I definitely didn't expect it to be a Nine Inch Nails Because <laughs> <laughs> his is all funky and jazzy. Yeah, and stuff. it sounds nothing like the and original. And I've only passively listened to the lyrics because the Nine Inch Nails versions sounds it's so much more aggressive. It is. Like when he's like, I want to feel you from the inside. You're yeah. like, ooh. <laughs> like it feels like, um, what was that movie with Brad Pitt? What's in the box? Oh, seven. Yeah. I can't remember. I think, did they use a Nine Inch Nails song in that? I don't remember. If they didn't, that song has that, <laughs> the aura of the movie seven. <laughs> Which is why it was so shocking when yeah. I started making the connection. <laughs> And I'm just sitting there thinking, like, is this closer? Because the nine, <laughs> the nine inch nails version is is a bit feels a bit disturbing because he's like, let me desecrate you, and you're like, ooh. But then, well, he's singing the same thing. I know, but then Maxwell's <laughs> version, he's just like, let me desecrate you, and you just you don't really. I didn't really pay attention to the lyrics <laughs> as like, did he just say what? Whereas the nine inch nails version, you can't not hear that. Yeah, lyrics. you can't miss it. <laughs> Yeah, so I remember hearing it and mm-hmm. then having to listen to it again just to make sure that he was doing a Nine Inch Nails cover. And I just thought that was a random as shit. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, I'm choosing Maxwell <laughs> as the version that I like better because it's so out of place. And I assume that's the one you're going with, no. too. Oh. I actually, because I never really liked that song that much. <laughs> that's funny. It was just like, oh, he's doing some remake or something. Right. I guess because it was also different from the music he had been putting out on his album too. So it was just like, oh, this song's out of place or different from Ascensions or Don't Ever Wonder. Yeah. 
So it was a song that I would just sort of let play. Like I did not like it, but I wouldn't go out of my way to listen to it. Yeah. It's just like if I'm listening to the album, it's going to play. But there is something very haunting about the Nine Inch Nails version. I'm not going to listen to it again either. But if I have to compare the two, I actually like that better. I assume that you've never seen the video for Nine Inch Nails. Is it creepy? We're going to watch it when we're done. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Just so you can put a visual to what we listen to. Okay, because it is very creepy. (laughs) And when we were just listening to it now, I was like, ooh. (laughs) But I do like the way it sounds. though. I think Maxwell's is just too, it's too light. It's too upbeat. Yeah. He, Um, He turned that into like. Uh, a party jam yeah yeah which is weird it was a little too upbeat whereas even though it felt a little disturbing i do like the dark undertone of how it sounds (laughs) even though it may be feel a little creeped out at the same time (laughs) like i said i'm still going with maxwell just because it was so unexpected yeah all right so next up we're gonna go with another stevie wonder one because i have it here on the list okay as So we're going to do Stevie's version and then the George Michael and Mary J. Blige. All right. That was Stevie Wonder's version. And now we're going to go into Mary and George. Okay. It's pretty interesting that a lot of the covers we listened to today had been turned into duets. And two of them were Stevie song. So does that mean that it takes two people (laughs) to be Stevie Wonder? Maybe. It takes two people to be a one Stevie. And two people to be one prince. And prince, too. (laughs) Maybe. I didn't even think about that. Well, I don't know if you want to pull this up now that I'm going to mention it, but TLC also covered If I Was Your Girlfriend. So you need multiple people (laughs) to to do Prince and Stevie, I guess. Apparently so. (laughs) So which version are you going with as your selection? I actually didn't know ahead of time which version I was going to pick. It was hard to choose because obviously, you know, Mary's my favorite singer and I really like post wham George Michael, but I think I like Stevie's version better because George Michael and Mary, it sounds like a cover, if that makes any sense. It does. Like you hear it and you're like, I know this is not the original. Yeah. (laughs) There's something about it that sounds like, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but it sounds like a karaoke version. Like, I know these two are singing somebody else's song. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's a karaoke version Mm -hmm. because the way I looked at it Mm -hmm. is Stevie's version is, it's like very aspirational. Yeah. It's what you don't like. It's a positive, uplifting song. Actually, I was going to say I liked Stevie's better because it sounds happier. Yeah. (laughs) So his sounds positive. Yeah. Whereas their version sounds like we doing it for the grown and sexy. <laughs> like this is something you're going to hear playing yeah. at a lounge, not a club. Mm-hmm. It's playing at a lounge <laughs> at happy hour on a Friday. Yeah. I this is the one saying. that's pl- going to be playing. I'm going to go back a little bit. It's not that I don't like aspirational songs. I don't like corny aspirational <laughs> songs. I, get I don't it. like the ones who are like, we're going to make an aspirational song. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's all about sounds what of blackness. Would you do? <laughs> Definitely don't want that one. <laughs> like that, live and learn, that kind of stuff. Mm-mm. You sit down and try to inspire <laughs> other people is it's just corny to me. But <laughs> Stevie is inspirational because yes. he is Stevie. Exactly. <laughs> he don't have to try. He doesn't. He could sit down and sing the alphabet, and I'll probably. Be like, ah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> all right, so. We have some more on the list, Mm -hmm. but I will let you choose. I say we do Prince and TLC just because I mentioned it. 
Okay, and we're gonna do Prince first. You wouldn't pick my clothes out. I wouldn't, but I'm not Prince either. <laughs> Although you do help me decide sometimes, though. I do, but I don't pick it out. No. All right. You can so. always count on Prince for the theatrics. <laughs> that was Prince's version. If I was your girlfriend, and here is the TLC version of If I Was Your Girlfriend. <laughs> Alright, that was TLC's version of If I Was Your Girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I don't know which way you're going to go with this one. I'm still mulling it over. Okay. I think initially, instinctively, I want to say TLC because I heard their version before I heard his. Okay. Their version prompted me to look up his. So I think Prince's sounds better. Well, it's his song. Right. <laughs> and I think the TLC version, I think I would have liked to hear Chili sing it, or at least both Chili and T-Boz. Okay. Prince's vocal range is, he can go high, he can go lower. Right. He doesn't go deep. Actually, he can go deep. He does that too. Yeah. So I think Chili and T-Boz's voice could have covered the range instead of T-Boz just staying where she does. Although you could hear Chili in the background vocals. Right. So I think that could have made it better. So- it's hard to say because overall, I think Prince's sounds better, but I would probably listen to TLC's version more often because it's just more of the type of music I listen to. Right. I get it. Yeah. But what we're going to do as homework assignment okay. is we're going to listen to Sign of the Times from mm. beginning to end. Haven't we done that? We have. And we're going to do it again <laughs> because it's one of the greatest albums of any genre that has ever been made. So that tells you what my choice is going to be. <laughs> yes. It's going to be Prince's version. Mm-hmm. If I was your girlfriend. Yeah. See, I'm not bad at that. I do think his version is better, but I think I would just listen to TLC more often. Right. If that makes any sense. It does. <laughs> All right. So on that note, we're going to wrap everything up here. Thank you again for listening to They Reminisce Over You. We do this every two weeks. So if you haven't listened to us before, welcome. If you've <laughs> listened to us before, welcome back. Uh, we also have a website, TroyPodcast.com, where you can go back and listen to previous episodes. You can look at transcripts, footnotes, uh, footnotes and videos that we add. Sometimes we talk about things that come up in music videos on YouTube and you can't see it. So we link to it so you can go back and watch that kind of stuff. Or interviews. And interviews. Things that we find while we're doing some research. Yeah. Not so much for the covers. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I mean, meh. We might throw some videos in there. Actually, while I was trying to look up whether Joe's background vocals were still on Missing You, I found a mashup that somebody did with the two of them. So we okay. can link to that. So we can put stuff like that up. <laughs> yep. Do you have anything else you would like to add other than follow us on social media and <laughs> rate and review us? Give us five stars if you haven't already. That's pretty much all I got to say is let's get this out there. Yeah, I got nothing else for this week. review. Only if it's good, though. Yeah, only good reviews. Don't be a hater. Yeah, because hating's not good vapors. for you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't leave a review if you got yes, the papers. exactly. <laughs> if you hating, that's going to give you a foot fungus or something. So <laughs> don't do it. On that note, we're out of here. See you again in two weeks. Bye. Bye.